Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 6, Episode 10. And today we're going to be talking about the different aspects of community. Tony, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, I feel like uh, a rookie, a podcast rookie right now. Uh, they don't know that. Uh, but this is the first time we're recording an episode in quite some time. Um, you guys... Obviously, those who are just like finding Two Brothers One Mike now, they have over 109 episodes or so uh, that they could be looking at, so they have no idea. But uh, and those that have been following us week to week, we've had several episodes in the bank, so to speak. So we've been able to air a new one every Wednesday at nine o'clock on your favorite podcast station. Um, but uh, we actually, it's been what, Joe? It's been probably almost a month since. Yeah, uh, yeah probably actually. About three, four weeks now, yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know what we do here. Am I supposed to talk or, or how does this work? Do I talk into the microphone or I mean I feel like I need all I feel like I need trained again. I feel like I need to do this all over again. Um completely lost. That's a lie. Um what's going on out there in uh, two brothers one mic land? It's it's a hot one. Uh for those of you that are trying to figure out, you know, what when we're doing this, uh if you're listening to this show eight years from now. It is July of 2023, and it's been it's been relatively hot so far this summer. I got to say, uh, for now, folks, we're in um, uh, anywhere between Northeast Ohio and somewhat Central Michigan. Lansing's Central, but it's a little bit lower than Central. So, but it's it's been between 85 and and 90 degrees here. Uh, so, Joe, when we start traveling down in Northeast Ohio, it gets a couple degrees hotter. Um, and people are complaining and I don't want to hear it. No, I just don't want to hear it. Like, did you, do you people not remember December 19th through December 21st mm. when it was our 22nd, when it was literally minus 26 degrees outside? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not upset. As a matter of fact, I hope it hits a hundred before the summer's over. I'm not, I, I, sorry, sorry, not sorry. Uh, I think, uh, I, for for me, you know, and and probably in the last episode, I know it's been a while since we've recorded, but in the last episode, I'm pretty sure we alluded, we didn't allude to anything. I'd mentioned that I was going to Florida for our family vacation. Yes. And so, so we just, we literally just got back. Um, and well, no, not literally. I didn't just walk in the door, but, you know, this week. And boy, I'll tell you, it, it is different. You know, you always hear about how all the humidity and and I'll tell you, it probably, they said that it felt like about 103. When you have that sea breeze coming across the ocean, there's there's just nothing like it. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I if it was the one thing that if I could bring back from Florida, not souvenirs, not a, if I could just bring the air up here, you know, uh, it, it, there's just something about it, something about that salt in the air that I just love and, and. Now I have to wait a whole other 365, well, no, not, not quite 365, but, uh, you know, about 340 more days to experience that again. A lot of people stay in the Florida. Like I have, we have a lot of friends down in Florida. We have a lot of people from the community that we grew up in that live in Florida. Uh, and so I always see them complaining on the book. When I say the book, folks, I'm talking about Facebook. Um, they're always complaining about the heat and the humidity. And I, I don't, I don't care what they say. Uh, oh. Apparently, they forgot what it's like to grow up in Northeast Ohio. But um, 
I get it. You know, I get it. They they talk about the humidity. To me, I'm looking for that drier heat. Arizona, Lake Havasu, Arizona. I think I'm going to move there. I'm not kidding you. Someday, maybe when I'm like 75. Um, dry heat. There's a difference between that dry heat and then that humidity. Um, and uh, I, I, I think I could live in Florida. I think I could do it. Uh, some interesting things happen there. I love some of the news articles sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, for Florida, Florida and Ohio that we share we share news uh, uh, the the same type of news, especially criminal <laughs> when it comes to our criminals. Uh, yeah. A lot of times you'll see you'll see um, Ohio natives. Ohio. Yeah, yeah, Ohio natives down there have done some outrageous things, uh, and, and and vice versa, where they come up here from from Florida and and and, and do their bit. I don't know what it is, what what this thing is that we have, uh, you know this 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 going back the same and com- forth. The yeah. community, it's something in the community. I can read that word. It, it has to be. It has to be because I'll tell you, there, there's a reason why it's funny. Every time we're going to Florida. Uh, we're on our way down. You see all the Florida cars with the license plates. They're all in the opposite lane. Yeah. Coming up, we're going down. They're coming. So Ohio goes that way. Of course, ninety percent of the people from Ohio are stopping at OBX. I don't know what that. It's like. All right, I get it. Outer Banks, that's cool. But I mean, you're right there. Like you're right there. I, I hear people complain. Oh, I got to go all the way to North Carolina. It's like, shut up. Mm. I go to Florida every. I mean, we we travel the eighteen, nineteen hours with children. Have you? Uh, uh, and, and so, you know, to me, it's like, you're just, you're that close, that close to what I think is, is, is much better, a much better experience. I've been in North Carolina before, um, on a vacation. It was a bit of a redneck vacation. We'll talk about that sooner or later, but, uh, yeah. maybe even today I might be able to fit that into this, uh, segue the, into this, this, this community, this community episode. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about communities. Communities aren't just, you know, cities. Um, they're states, they're counties, they're, there's even more than that that comes with that. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I think uh, when we talk about community or today's show, um, you know, what's the importance of a community? What are the benefits of a community? What is a community? Um, I think this is one of the most important aspects of life is having a community for so many different reasons. But when you talk about what is a community, I think when you're talking about a community, you're talking about a group. Obviously, it's more than one person. And there's uh, common interests that are being um, uh, portrayed between, you know, the folks that are in this particular community. Um, There's a purpose. There's goals that are being set uh, within this community. Uh, School systems are uh, a lot of times involved when it comes to the school system itself is its own community at times within a community. Um, you talk about, uh, when you talk about school, you know, school functions, you talk about fundraisers, um, for the community, uh, you know, when you, when it comes to your children, there's, there's a lot that goes into what a community is. Um, you share a lot of common understanding in a community. And I'll give you an example. If you're talking about cities, um, a lot of times you have those town hall meetings, right, Joe, when you have a town hall meeting, well, you have to come to some type of understanding. So there's a lot of agreeing to disagree. And there's a lot of arguing a lot of times at a town hall because everyone has different differences of opinion. But then you can sit down and just one example. And what does this remind me of our town? You, you, you sit down and, and you start to argue about who's going to get their road paved. 
Um, that is a huge thing uh, in the town we grew up in. We'll talk about that in off the cuff at the end, although we already did an off the cuff at the beginning. Um, but you talk about, you know, which roads need paved and somebody gets up and tries to, to bring the two different sides together and explain uh, in this particular community. It'd be most beneficial to take the busiest roads first where the most traffic is at. And we understand that your road, which is a side road and possibly a dead end, also needs done. But in the financial budget of the town for this time uh, of uh, this particular year, we need to make sure of the bigger road, the main strip through the town is done first. And we have to put your road on hold and just simply fill in the potholes until a later date. Doesn't always go so well. People like to go to social media and then criticize everybody involved. But that's that trying to come to some type of understanding within the community. And I think town hall meetings are important. I think they're they're beneficial in so many different ways, Joe. But then that's, I think, is that really what a community is? I mean, is that just part of what we're, what we're talking about, a community, common interests, common goals, trying to come together, um, share ideas, um, share opportunity? Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell. I mean, there's people who have nothing in common other than the fact that they are each other's neighbor, that they reside in the same uh, city, township, what have you. And- Certain certain things that they're going to vote on, or you're talking about like town halls, uh, you know, it's going to affect everybody as a whole. So you have to come to you have to come together as a community at that point. So you know, again, even if it's even if it's a group of people who have nothing other than the fact that they live by each other, I think that it's 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 equally as important, or it's it's the very definition of what a community would be. I think uh, we'll turn off the cuff. We'll we'll talk about that living by each other uh, portion. A lot of times you have a community within a community, um, and you know you talk about a community is not always. And I, I think we kind of just mentioned this earlier. A community a community is not always a city or a town or a county or a state. Um, you know the the, the Florida community. Uh, that's a large community. <laughs> the North Carolina community. It's a relatively large community, but even, you know, your smallest towns that have 600 people in them, right? Um, little house on the prairie came into my head just now. I, I folks, you, you got to bear with me when things like this happen. I really don't know how many people were in that town. What was the name of that town? I have no idea. I've never, I have no idea. I, I never watched that show. I never watched that show. You never watched the, you, I think we were forced to, weren't we? I mean, there was only, I mean, Folks, I mean, growing up in the 70s and 80s, as I get it in there, um, growing up in the 70s and 80s, Joe, well, yeah, we had, were we lucky, I guess? We had a TV in the bedroom. We had a TV downstairs in the TV room. We had a TV in the living room. Oh, we I had the we TVs. Were... We just didn't have the, the stations. <laughs> well, eventually yeah, we, we did, all 13 yeah. of them. All 13. I feel like I've seen every episode against my will. Um, but I, I was drawn to Charles Ingalls. I was, I was, I was. Uh, what was his name? What was the actor's name? I, I'm not sure. Oh my goodness! And then he played the, the the guy from Highway to Heaven. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John John Jonathan. No, Jonathan was his name. Jonathan was Jonathan was his name in Highway to Heaven. Oh, yeah. oh, come on! This is like this is like ridiculous that we don't horrible. know. Okay, Look keep talking. Up. Keep talking. That's horrible. 
That meanwhile, everybody who's yeah. listening, everybody listening right now, is screaming the name at their at their phone. You we should cancel this show right now for now. Like, <laughs> where's my '80s card? I got to give it back. Uh, um, so uh, that is just uh, that that is going to drive me nuts. But you're looking it up as we speak. But no, seriously. Um, when you talk about community, it's not just it's not just towns and cities and states and provinces. Uh, it's also um, communities such as the Greek community, the Slovak community, the Hispanic community. Um, a, a school system could be a community, a corporate community. Those are my favorite communities. Political community. Oh, those are even more of my favorite communities. But those are communities, right? People, because when you think about this, Joe, every example I just gave all fits the criteria from what we were talking about earlier about having common goals or trying to sure. have common goals sure. or, or sharing, you know, purpose, um, trying to come together to motivate one another, to achieve, uh, to aspire to a, you know, a situation. And so when, when you look at communities, it's not always, there's also smaller communities, smaller entities within a larger community, which can be that city or that town. So I think that's even more important than the larger community. So if you talk about community and you say the community of Pittsburgh, but then you start talking about all the different groups that are in Pittsburgh and, you know, the different little communities, right? Um, you think you think about the larger cities, you have what little Italy, right? Um, little China, uh, the, like the little Greek village. Yeah. I mean, so well, you have yeah, it, all the communities. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more than just the fact that they live within the same within the same area. We'll say that where they're going to be affected by things such as you know the common laws of that of that. But now you also have culture becomes a huge yeah right uh, language huge thing. I mean the city of Camel uh, for forever it was and it probably still is just not to the point that it was was a a very Greek community. Um, you know uh, so there's different levels. And I think what we're finding too is you have a community as a state of Ohio, right? Anywhere in the state of Ohio, you can scream OH and you hear IO, right? Uh, it, you know, it, and so that's one thing. But but the city of, as we get closer to the city of Camel, that's a tighter knit community than the state of Ohio because we're smaller. It's easier to get to know the people that are within that immediate area. Then we get to the neighborhoods, which is what we're going to talk about at the end of the show for sure. Uh, you know, because we were all from the city of Campbell, but we had the neighborhoods that you you didn't mix neighborhoods. <laughs> no. Like you could, you there were could, some rivals there. Yeah, you you would have had yeah. to have come with some good graces. I mean, they, that's the way that was. You you could, but it isn't like you would just walk through and everybody wasn't side eye and you're like, because you don't live around here, we don't know you, and yeah. and, well, and we it's not to say we you know, knew you. Yeah, we knew you, but why are you in our neighborhood? Yeah, why are you here is, is, is the question. Now, if you yeah. came as a friend, more than likely, come on in, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we took people in from other streets and from others. Yeah, come on in. We'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Did, and we will, we will. But my point is, my point is, as I go all over the place, yeah. as we get into smaller areas, I think the community becomes tighter knit, Right. I think so. Yes, simply because I mean, again, as as we got older, as you get older, um, uh, and especially, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, we talk about building it. We talk about building a strong community, 
right? And it has to start from the inner communities, the smaller communities, building their way out to that larger community. And I think what we want to do here is uh, have an ad from our sponsor, about 45 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. And when we come back, let's talk about building that stronger community. And then we're going to talk a little bit about who in the world the guy was that played on Highway to Heaven and Little House on the Prairie. Uh, Joe, don't say it yet. I'm going to try and guess it. I'm going to think about this while we go to this ad. Don't say anything to me. I'm going to try and remember it. I promise you folks, I'm not going to look at anything. When we come back, I'm going to take a shot at it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me, I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories, but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found Kitchen Apps. Founded in 2015 by Tom Kitchen Apps, their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles, as well as their physical needs, all for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days. So your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So during the break, Joe I, uh, Joe wouldn't tell me, and I didn't ask him, but but Joe wouldn't tell me. Joe, the only thing I can, I don't know why I'm going blank, but I, I want to say Michael was his first name, and I can, am I right on that? Yes. Am I right? Okay. It is Michael. And I cannot remember, why can I not remember his last name? Tell us. Michael Landon. Oh, my God. Michael Landon. Yeah, he's, uh, where's he my died, card? He died in 91. Uh, of of cancer, yeah. But, uh, he was born in thirty six, so do the math. Uh, but beyond that, he uh, well, that really was what not that old at that point forty six, fifty six, sixty six. He's about fifty five, fifty six years old, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very young, very young for sure. But wow, did I go advanced? I mean, yeah, it was advanced lung cancer. I'm getting text messages from the eighties group right now. I got to send my card back in. Um, can't miss things like that, but yeah, Michael Landon, uh, for little house on the prairie as we went way off the cuff on that. But, um, when we talk about building a stronger community, um, I want to say right at the forefront are the parents, because when you talk about the parents, you're talking about teaching strong social interaction in person. You're teaching strong social interaction in person. You know where I'm going with this, okay? And I think this is where communities have begun to break down. We do not have the community. You know how people always say it's not like when we grew up? Generation X says this all the time. And the reason why is, and I'm going to tell you guys this right now, it's our fault. That's our fault. 
um, all the baby boomers, our parents, and, and the people who who get on the case of Generation Z, this is why I stick over Generation Z all the time. I know I, I joke with them all the time and I throw jabs at them, but but they're my favorite people because I, someone's got to protect them because it's not their fault that they're in the situation they're in. It's our fault. We decided to stop with the social interaction in person to 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 create that community, that sense of community. Uh, and, and everything we talked about, about what community is, and we haven't really got into the benefits too, too much yet, but social interaction is extremely important. We were put on this earth to socially interact. We were not put on this earth to hide from everybody, right? We were put on this earth in a nutshell, and there's so much more that goes into that, to socially interact and to motivate and build each other, right? Build our confidence, build our self-motivation. And, and we're, we'll talk about that when we talk about benefits. But, but for some reason, we've allowed all this electronics and all these devices, technology, inevitable, beneficial in so many ways, but it is hurting us as a culture, as a community, when it comes to the inability to have children interact together unless we schedule a play date. Um, this is ridiculous. It really is. And if you don't agree with me, folks, that's fine. It's just my opinion. And you have to listen to it because of your proximity to this microphone uh, and whatever speaker system you're using. So, I mean, Joe, what, what are your thoughts, opinions on that particular situation? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, uh, I think that, that it's a multifaceted beast. Um, definitely uh, our, our technology is, is the majority of the blame, for sure. Uh, only because again, like you said, it's much easier. These kids did it today. They want to text everything. Um, they're, they're missing all of the personal, all the personality, all of the, like how to interact with a human being. They interact with them. They don't realize it, but they're actually interacting with themselves or at least see that's, that's sort of the mirage. They're texting other people. And when that text pops back up, it, it's almost, it, it takes the, takes the person out of it. It's almost as if though you texted your iPhone and your iPhone answered. I think this is why we have a lot of, we have so much keyboard courage out there right now too. You know, a lot of people will, will, will talk and because they forget that there's a face on the other end of whatever device that they have. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that poses a huge problem. I know more than a handful of times, uh, I've even, even before my, uh, well, what would it be? What would Dean be? Generation, would he be Generation Y? I think he would be, no, I think he'd be a millennial, to be honest with you. Okay, so he, he would be the beginning of that era, at least. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I had to even then uh, tell him, you know, there would be times where he was going to text his boss about something more. Uh, it's like, no, you got to get on the phone. First of all, first of all, and, and if, if you are within this age group, <clears throat> excuse me, 16 in your 20s or what have you, you're texting everybody, you need to know something, especially if it's a request or or uh, something serious that needs to be talked about. You really shouldn't let the other person off the hook so easy. Because I'm telling you now, it's one thing for you to put in a request for something, some time off, some additional hours, whatever it may be. It's real easy for the person on the other end of that of that text to say no. It's harder when they have to hear your voice and you and they have to interact with you. Yeah. But be but be, you know, be human about it. Go and speak to them face to face. 
Yeah. You're going to find nine times out of 10, it's not so easy. And it's not that you're going to guilt them into it. It's just that they're they're now forced to take a different perspective on what it is that you're saying. Like they're not for if they're, for me to just say no, then it's done. I don't have to think about anything. See, you ask me for more time, I'm not paying them more money. No, right? But now you come and talk to me, and then I, it, I, I can't. I, what do I just look at you? I got to ask you why, or how? How does this benefit us? What? There has to be a back and forth. You see what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. So it's it's far more important to have this conversation. Don't let the other person off the hook so easy. Uh, you know, whether it be a request or whatever it is that you're talking about. But anyways, as I was saying, that's one of the reasons why technology is such a huge deal. You mentioned about uh, parents. We've already had this conversation, but just to, to, to briefly, you know, discuss it. Um, yeah. If, if, if parents aren't doing their role, if they're not doing their part to enforce um, even just the idea that I'm talking about here, putting the phones down at the kitchen table is a huge deal, Right. Um, just to have family interaction so that people that, so that they're getting it at some point. Uh, I know that's a, a concept that we put into into practice. It was for different reasons in the beginning, and I talked about that many, many episodes ago. But now it's for no other reason but just to show these kids, look, you can exist without a device in your hand if for 5, 10, 15 minutes for crying out loud. Um, or also to have a conversation with each other yeah. because we need to do that. I mean, that's just, that's basic life. Sooner or later, these kids are going to be in front of a boss or in a workplace where you don't get to text your way out of everything. Yeah. And to add to that, several things from what you just said. Number one, what's the most important community? Uh, Family. Well, certainly. Yeah. Again, as we get smaller and smaller, right, in, in, Mm -hmm. in area. The community is more and more important. Yeah, and so family community is is the most important. Um, I, I don't know who's going to argue that point. Uh, that is a huge part of the word community, and every everything we talked about about what a community means. That's first and foremost. The second thing, um, another thing about texting, uh, not only does it desensitize. Uh, people when it comes to their ability to then get out into a community and actually face people and have to uh, agree to disagree and come to some type of understanding in terms of sharing ideas and and what is going to work and what is not going to work as they're trying to strive together to achieve goals. Because at some point you have to do that, whether you like it or not. There's also a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to texting. Uh, Completely misunderstand. I'm missing a comma can completely Turn the conversation yeah. all the way around. And and so, you know, and, and then you have spell check. So if you're yelling into your phone as you're trying to do a million things, we've all been there where the phone sure. literally gives a completely confusing concept that you had n- yeah. no intention on. And then the person just sends eight question marks like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> and so, I mean, that should be, there. that's just me promoting talking face-to-face over texting whenever. And I'm, I'm going to say something, uh, even just to piggyback off of that. I'm going to let everybody in on a quick secret. So you guys are watching this video of me and Tony. And if you go back to the, when we first went to video, you'll notice, watch me, I'm like this the entire time. Now, it's as if though I'm looking off screen. I'm not even looking. I'm looking directly at the screen and somehow you're on the other end of it, not you, Tony, 
the, our, our viewers thinking I'm looking at you. I'm looking at a little green dot, but just having this, having this connection right here brings it to a different level, doesn't it? Because if I'm like this the whole time, it's as if though, oh, he's not paying attention. I can just start scrolling through. Oh yeah. Cause I'm not paying attention. So why should you? But no, if I'm sitting here looking at you the entire time and I'm not, but it really gives that sense, does it? Why? Because that's that's the difference between uh, uh, you know having that personal, having making it personal, having a personal conversation as opposed to you know me being off, distracted somewhere. Nothing drives me further up a wall um, than being anywhere with someone, speaking to them, and watching them pick up their phone and start texting in the middle of a conversation. Uh, you know, I, I have to constantly explain. It is as if though I was in the middle of speaking to you and you just turned around and talked to someone else and I'm in, I'm in mid-sentence with you. Drives me up a wall. Same reason, same, same concept based off of the same reason. Well, when you just said that about, and again, folks, we're, this is tied into community because it's, it's the problem that we're having. Uh, Joe, I remember when you said to me in the beginning of video, you quit looking at me on the screen. Right now, folks, I can see Joe but I'm actually literally looking over the top of my MacBook right now as I'm talking. I'm literally, there's a wall behind it and I'm staring at the wall while I'm talking. It took me a minute to learn to do that because I used to want to do this and look at Joe. Right. So look where I'm looking right now while I'm looking at Joe. And yeah. so this looks like I'm not looking at you, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to make sure that I am looking at you, even though I can't see Joe now, barely, and I'm looking literally over my MacBook at the white wall behind it. And, and so you have to understand the importance of, of community and actually getting together and so, socializing together is that social interaction, that human interaction that we desperately need. And I tell you, Joe, here's another thing about the, the purpose of community and why I don't believe in isolation. Isolation is okay every now and then. Sometimes it's good to go ahead and just, you know, be, on, be by yourself for a little bit, you know, and, and let the engines cool down, reset, you know, and get back after it again. But isolation is not good in so many ways. And Dr. Rantilla will tell you this uh, in a heartbeat. When you got isolation, automatically, I can guarantee you, those who are isolated for long periods of time that you think, well, they're so lucky because, you know, they don't bother with anybody and they're just enjoying their own life. Depression is, I guarantee you, a major issue in their lives. It's not good. It's not how we were built. It's not why we are here to isolate ourselves from everybody else. If we were supposed to do that, there wouldn't be 7 billion of us on this earth. And so depression always, I always think about people who isolate themselves and, and, and pull themselves away from community, whether that community is family and then slowly branches out to more and more and more. Or if it's, you know, you know, just the fact that they, they don't even talk to their, to their neighbors. They don't talk to anybody to isolate themselves. I know a lot of people like that. And I don't find a benefit in that at all. I really don't. I know. I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, he's just an introvert. He's an introvert. But I have news for you. Being introverted does not mean being isolated. People who are introverted just aren't outgoing. They're not charismatic. They don't, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not, uh, you know, they don't, they don't seek the spotlight. That doesn't make them any less. I, I could name 
two or three people uh, that that us growing up that were total introverts, but they they were still a part of the community. They were still part of our yes. community. They were still part yes. of a group. So you know, it, it it it's not an excuse. Uh, and and I wouldn't be quick to just you know forego it. And say, well, they must just be introverted. Yeah, that might be for somebody like you're saying who no, they might might be dealing with something a little a little deeper than that. Yeah, I mean, and then the the sad thing about it is a lot of times these are the people that have so many good ideas that they could be bouncing off of other people and 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 learning from one another, understanding the the opportunities that are out there from these ideas. They always talk about uh, Les Brown, great mo- great inspirational speaker. Marco Pasqua, I know I know you're happy I did that. And by the way, folks, he'll be on uh, in a couple of weeks. Well, uh, it depends. It depends on we record beforehand. So if you're listening in August of 2023, you're probably going to hear Mr. Marco Pasqua. If you didn't hear the first episode we did with him, go back to that. Um, boy, Joe, I don't know what season that was, but we'll include the link in the next show we do with him. Outstanding young man from Vancouver, Canada. I want to say it was season four. I couldn't begin to tell you the episode. Yeah. But, uh, and there's a there's a gentleman who, uh, when you talk about community, maybe that's something we're going to talk to him about. Uh, he's a huge advocate for uh, community. Uh, and um, I'll tell you, he does a fantastic job of what he does. And we'll, we'll get into that when we talk to him about the community that he supports uh, and advocates for strongly, um, for sure. Uh, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to giving ideas, benefiting from each other, Les Brown, like I was just saying, uh, he always talks about when people die, uh, people who never really chased their dreams or never really went into that particular community and took a shot at what the knowledge was that they had and the abilities they, abilities they had to present to a community that could have possibly changed the community, changed the world. All of that dies with them. We'll never know. We'll never know what they were able to do or what they could have done if that isolation never happened. I always say reach out to people that isolate themselves and, and give it a shot and see if you can't pull them away from that because that's not why we're here. And uh, you see so many cool Hallmark, Hallmark, Hallmark movies we're in situations where the little kid always goes to the elderly person and somehow they develop this friendship. And, you know, as much as it is a movie, I believe that situations like that happen. Uh, and and I say good for that, good for humanity in that situation. It's a lot of great things that happen to humanity. We just don't see them because humanity doesn't sell like us. Um, our good, good deeds don't sell. So, you know, people like to see the, the bad more than the good, which is so bizarre to me when it comes to. I think it was some something about twelve point two million views of the animation of what happened to the Titan sub that went down to go see, and it was within the first two hours that it was put out there. Twelve point two, yeah. We we we, we are we are. Do you we are understand? We are a morbid society. That is for sure. Do you understand that people died on that on that particular sub? Do you understand that there was a group of people, a small group of people, literally how many feet below? How much pressure? 
I know I know that that according to what what they were able to 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 figure out, nobody saw felt a thing you know and all and all that. The point is this though, and and I know that everyone will you know well they chose to go they they you know that's what they get for you know getting on this little toy and it's like all right yeah so I guess nobody's uh, you know these people have never made ill decisions in their past you know and it's like yeah well I never. Could have been. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> you don't really know. Uh, just because your life didn't end, and obviously it didn't, you know, I, I think it's something to be more uh, grateful for because there are many decisions that I could think just three or four off the top of my head right now where I probably shouldn't be here right now, you know, uh, and, and, and if not by the grace of God, I would not be. So instead of sitting back, it's like, it's like we said, you know, we think we have a bad, there's always someone who has it worse. Well, just because they made a bad decision to have it worse, okay, fine. You don't want to think about, or you you want to make fun and have have uh, make light of all that about all their families they left behind. I mean, they didn't make that decision, but now they're dealing with that loss. You have the one young man that went on with his father because he wanted to get closer to his dad, but nobody talks about that. Uh, well, the, father, was, the father was 19. He was 19 years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, nobody talks about that. And I get it. I get where the joke is. All right. I mean, listen, former cop. All right. I, dark sense of humor. I totally understand. But, but you know, you got to be careful because um, it's real easy to become callous to that sort of thing and not really have a takeaway. I, it, it's crazy. It's weird. I mean, you start getting, listen, when you're young, you have a lot of life ahead of you, so you hope and think. But once you hit those, man, I'll tell you, it's it's not a midlife crisis. I'm beyond that. I'm, I'm a decade beyond that. Yeah. We, uh, I'm, I'm damn near 50 now. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are things that I just can't. It's it's not like I, I don't, there's not much to talk about regret. I'm talking about there's different ways you just start thinking about life because it's like I'm too old to be thinking so young. That's uh, different, and, it, it is, it is, and, and, and I'm telling you, but that that right there uh, is why I'm even going on about this. Because again, yes, I see the, the you know the joke. I understand. Okay, but really, at the end of the day, people, yeah, they died, and if you if you have no remorse for them, at least you know, give a thought about what their what their family is going through, and be grateful for the fact that you're not going through it because nothing happened to your family today. Yeah, um, for sure. As you know, we've gone off the cuff now like four times. Hey, it's all about community. Yeah. It's all about community. It's all about community. Uh, it's about the dark community. The people who have the, the dark On the web. See what I mean? Now, the web, as massive as it is, right. there's less community. See what I mean? As we get yeah. closer and closer, it becomes yeah. a, a more tight-knit. Yeah. I'll tell you something about a great uh, community uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I saw a video. I was watching this video place called sheltering arms they're in atlanta georgia um fully staffed uh facility and what they do is they provide people um to come in and interact with their peers families interacting with other families and what they do is when they're interacting joe and everybody out there in t-bomb land they're interacting and they're trying to find common ground and from that common ground they create their own programs, external programs that they take from the sheltering arms out into the community of Atlanta. So people find, you know, you might have 
uh, mothers who are talking, okay, in a group, and these mothers, and they sit there and they talk about certain things that, you know, my child is doing this when they're acting out. That's, that's, and that's crazy. That's what my child does. And then begin to have these conversations. Then they begin to come up with solutions. And then before you know it, there's 15 or 16 of these people that are talking about the fact that their children are doing the same thing. And then they come up with a way to develop a program that can help with what their children are going through. And they feel a sense of unity because now they feel like they're all going through the same thing together and their children are going through the same thing together. And they develop this external program from Sheltering Arms. So Sheltering Arms is actually developing programs by bringing people together with common goals that they didn't even know they had. And I, I think that's fantastic within the community of Atlanta. So it's a small community that develops into bigger and more external programs throughout the community where Sheltering Arms has something to do with it, but they don't, I, I didn't see where they actually go to all these other programs, right? They, they're, they're like the nucleus and everybody branches off from that because they all have so much in common that they didn't realize they had. You know, that's something interesting too, because as I said, the wider the community, right? Or the wider, the, yeah, the, 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 the less tight knit. Right. But as we get smaller and smaller, the more tight. But isn't it interesting that if you go from what a product of your environment into what you are now, it's one effect. But if you're a product of a small community and that small community has the, 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 um, uh, impact on, or yeah, the impact or the influence going out, it seems to have a whole other effect. It seems like it, when it, when you're dealing with 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 the environment coming in, it is uh, it's more negative. But but when it starts strong in a small community and can be spread out through your children, through your friends, through family, what have you, it seems to have a stronger a stronger hold. Like you said, that like a nucleus. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I almost I almost equated it to from what I saw. If you think about the sun. Uh, for all my science fans out there. And then you think about the planets and there's a certain gravitational pull uh, in which the planets orbit around the sun. So sheltering arms, possibly the sun. And even though certain planets get further and further away, they always go back to that, to that nucleus. They always go back to that sun. Uh, they, they don't, they don't veer so far away that they can't always make their way back to make, you know, to, to make new friends, to bring more people into their, their communities. Um, so they're always invited back, right? It's, it's not like once you go through sheltering arms, you're done. It's the Atlanta community, please, um, always where the doors are open and the staff looks at it that way. And I think what else is cool is during the school year, um, they go out into the school systems. Uh, and so they're working with, so there's one community sheltering arms, of the Atlanta, Georgia community, working with the school systems at Atlanta, another community to come up with programs to help the children. So it, this is this is an example of, you know, you, you think about Atlanta, that's a very large community. That's a large city. That's a lot of people, all the suburbs around it, right? And every, every, everything around that, the city, the inner city. And so you're working with a lot of people from a lot of diverse backgrounds, a lot of different smaller communities coming together 
I love what this, with this, uh, folks, if you ever do a Google sheltering arms or watch it on YouTube, um, a lot of the interviews, Joe, uh, people in tears about how their lives have changed because of feeling like they were so isolated and alone in their problem and how meeting people with the same problems and then coming together to formulate ideas on how to solve it together. See, that's the thing, the unity. Uh, and that's why isolation is not good. And, and that's why community is good because it offers, it offers so much more when it comes to the benefits. You know, we talked, we talked a little bit so far about the benefits, right? Um, trying to prevent isolation is therefore trying to pre prevent such diseases as depression, which is what, what does depression do? Depression in a lot of ways can cause what, um, if you look at, and, and I think every one of us has seen this in our lives. If you look at suicide, depression is always right there as one of the underlying reasons why that happened. Now, I'm not saying it's the only reason. I'm saying that that plays a huge role in a lot of ways. I think and depression, the depression is probably one of the greatest, I mean, other than fear of its, uh, fear in and of itself fear of an outcome, fear of, you know, uh, what's to come, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I, I can see that depression for that matter, may even that fear may very well lead to that depression that leads to some, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the benefits are, you know, and I'm saying this in closing before we go, well, I, I hate, I can't even say off the cuff. We went off the cuff a million times, but before we go off the cuff again, uh, as we come to the, to the end of the show today about community, um, you talk about positive influence. You talk about, um, you know, when you have somebody motivating you, when you have somebody pushing you and motivating you and believing in you, that's that's huge right there, believing in you. That is huge. And that, that's what community brings. It brings a purpose. It brings together people with common goals. Um, the power of being united, I think, is huge. You know, when you talk about an auto worker, okay, you talk about a community and I can tell you in a lot of ways that auto workers, I could speak about this, <laughs> trust me, auto workers feel isolated to a certain extent as a community because of the negative aspect that is brought forth into their livelihoods as far as being overpaid. This is a different show because my blood will start boiling. Yeah, they make they make they make too much money. Give they me, make too much you, money. You complain too much, man. A monkey can do this job until the people come in, and that's why only twenty two percent of the people stay uh, that have come in over the last three years. Yeah. But um, apparently, it's a little bit more than just a monkey can do this job. Uh, but you, there there's an isolation there, but there's a unity, and there's a lot of times where we are purposely. There's a purpose of trying to divide us, and this is a different show sure. for some later date. There's a purpose in trying to divide us as we get ready for contract talks in September of 2023. Oh, that that holds true. That holds true beyond what you're talking about. No, no, no. this every this, you're, you're FOP, talking about. Yeah, but you're yeah. talking about. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. FOP, sure. teachers union. I mean, this goes on and on and on about the unions, and and sometimes unions bring up bring it upon themselves. Um, for things that happen, uh, and why there's a negative connotation, but 
but there's there's an overall strong sense of community when it comes to to unions, and there's a reason why. And and I think a lot of times people don't understand that uh, what the purpose really is, and how it's not just about the unions trying to benefit themselves, meaning the people, the rank and file, but also fighting for a much deeper cause, which has everything to do with all of us in this quote unquote middle class system here in the United States. And that's just another off the cuff, but that's a huge community. It's not really an off the cuff. There's, there's, there's something else to be said too. And this has been, since we were talking about this, I'm like, I got to remember what, and I can't, I couldn't remember how it went. So I hadn't looked at Michael Lander. Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh, sorry, we're way beyond that. Uh, yeah. Um, but again, this is one of those things that we could sit there and say, well, you know, how important is it? Well, uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm no stranger to to uh, bringing up scripture in one of our shows, ever, especially when it seems to pertain to what our show's all about. And this one, uh, hey, we were talking about, you know, having to be there for people and you're just talking about depression and then it just clicked, and I'm like, oh, I definitely have to have to put this one in there. Uh, but Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person standing alone could be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. So really what they're talking about right there is, you know, being within a community, having like-mindedness, having that uh, somebody supporting you through your hard times, through everything that we're talking about. And I think that that, uh, that really speaks true to what today's show is about. Yeah. And, and I'll just say, I'll say this, God's purpose and intention was not for us to stand alone. Um, well, that's, and, and that's, that's just it. When, uh, that's another reason why I want to bring that up as well. Obviously, when we have scripture like that, uh, the proof is in the pudding right there. And if, if it was, he would have had one apostle. Yeah. He wouldn't have had 12. I just thought of that. I just came to Joe. This was that literally just write that well, down. That is that was huge. Well, thing. That was good. That was good, Tony. But I, I I'll take it back a little, just a little, little further, just a little further back. Okay, and and, and we wouldn't go any further than Adam. <laughs> Why do you always have to one up? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> for that matter, he wouldn't even have him. Remember, there was going on. There was three of them. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, so, not, yeah. Not, hold on, hold on. I got to go there. I have to before we even go any further with the show. Like I said, if you think about it, the further out, right, the 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 less strong, the weaker. Uh, there's the word. The weaker your community is, but as you get closer and closer in proximity, the stronger becomes. And we said family being the strongest, but ah ah, second mind, mind, body, spirit. You're your own community. Think about it. We did. Just a few shows, or a few episodes ago, we talked all about that. My body, spirit, you're your own community, actually. And there's that three-braided cord, too. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, because otherwise, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to restart. I'm really going <laughs> to. That's why you're supposed to take, listen, this is why you're supposed to take notes as you listen to the show. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's a show. Here's a show. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. so, all right, well, you know, go ahead. No, it, it, folks, one of the biggest, well, not not the only reason, because obviously we were all over the place today. Really, the only reason why we did this show today was because we couldn't remember Michael Landon's name. I'm joking. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it was, it, what sparked me is my sense of community. Um, and 
could easily, I could easily, I, 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 I'm okay. Uh, I don't, uh, you'd, I, I, I could tell you when I'm not going to be, boy, I hope, I don't know. Because in 1993, people are like, whoa, where did you just go with that? In 1993, um, not only was Bop Gun uh, recorded, uh, which was uh, George Clinton and Ice Cube, <laughs> but also I started working at General Motors. And there was a guy, Joe, uh, his name was Bill Nichols. Uh, Bill uh, still, he's been retired for a long time. I, I want to say he was an older gentleman, but he was actually my age. I was 22. So it was always, he always wanted to pick my brain. He always wanted to see what's this Generation X kid thinking about, right? Uh, and and so we worked right by each other. I was brand new at GM, 22 and a half years old. And the one thing he said to me one time, now, I, folks, I come from a community that I'm very proud of. Uh, it's and, and people make fun of me because everybody knows, uh, and I always get made fun of, jokingly, uh, about about my pride and where I'm from. But there's a reason why. So Bill Nichols said to me, he said, he said to me, Sarge, because that Sargentopolis, do I have to go in all that, Joe? He said to me, Tony, let me just keep it there. He said, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical situation. He said, if I was to tell you that I would give you one million dollars. But you had to grow up in a different community. You have to get in that DeLorean, go back to 1970, and from there on out, grow up in a different community, any other community. It could be even in the same area that I grew up, but not in the community I grew up in, Campbell, Ohio. Um, million bucks, would you do it? Without hesitation. And I will tell you this till this day, I could use a million dollars. You couldn't pay me enough money to grow up anywhere else. And people think I joke when I say that. And I don't think people understand. If I had to go back and do it again, knowing what I know now, there's no way I would do it. But go ahead, Joe. I have a question. Yes. Dollars now or a million dollars then? Because that's a big difference in a million dollars. I don't care if it was $20 million now. No, no, no. I'm saying if it's a million dollars then or a million. Well, yeah, I know. A million dollars now, you can get two tanks of gas. I get no, that. So, but... so, so I, 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 really, you wouldn't do it? Nope. Nope. Why not? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. And uh, Forget, actually, the, the, you have to remember something. If you went back to the beginning, you wouldn't know what you know. So you won't know what you're missing. Yeah, but you have a million dollars. But I do know what I'm missing. But you wouldn't because it's it's here. It's already here, so it's impossible for me to even think that. So you sound like couldn't be there because it was never been there. You sound like Bill Nichols right now. But um, and Bill, hello to Bill. Bill's down in Florida, retired and living the good life, Uh, and a great human being, by the way, folks. Uh, I used to love the that guy was uh, he was awesome. Everybody I worked for was awesome when I first started. but uh, we grew up in a community, uh, and there's no other way to put it. Camel, Ohio was everything from a community. You uh, want to talk about, and Joe, I know this isn't your favorite word, religions. Um, 
you had the you know you had the Orthodox community, you had yeah you're right you had you had the Baptist community, you had the Catholic community, you had the Presbyterian, the Methodist. It was called the City of Churches. This town, folks, was about two miles wide by a mile and a half long, and if I'm not mistaken, there were between sixteen and eighteen churches, Joe. Uh, in the community, they were all operational, all of them. We had two Catholic schools. Uh, we had, um, uh, when it comes to cultural, cultural differences, uh, the Greek community uh, is still relevant today, uh, not as relevant as when we were there. And uh, how relevant was the Greek community? Because Greek Orthodox Easter and Catholic Easter were about a week to two weeks apart usually, they shut the school system down for both because it would make no sense. That's how many Greek kids would not be at school both time, both both weeks of Easter. Well, yeah, um, the first one would be the non-Greeks and the second one would be the Greeks. To this day, we do that as well. But one thing real quick that I thought was, was always funny. Yeah. We are, you know, the city of Camels is the city of churches, home of the Red Devils. But anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I bet that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But I think the thing about Camel was this. We started off in our neighborhoods. We had about 18 to 20 kids in our neighborhood. If you talk about one block over to our street to one block over um, in a certain radius where it was easy walking distance within a football field to the nucleus, which was the Abide's house. Yes. <laughs> and Brian and Brett Abide. And I can see in Tayback. Yeah, you can see that you can see the the houses where the people lived at if yeah. you were in in Abide's backyard, basically. Yeah, or, or the Tayback house if it was basketball time. You know, you were people coming from all over Camel at that point, where we would play. You know, three on three, and there'd be eighteen teams. Uh, you know where we were at. You see all the bikes laying in the front lawns, but uh, it was it was it was a town where the police officers were all from Camel. The firemen were all from Camel. Obviously, the politicians were all from Camel. The teachers were all from Camel. Your parents and your grandparents still lived in Camel, along with your aunts and your uncles and all your cousins. Everybody was in Camel. And it was, it was, it was the type of sense of pride with a chip on your shoulder. As people always had a problem with you. Um, again, I think we were gifted or not gifted. I think we were lucky to be in such diverse cultural backgrounds. The black community was relevant, still is. The Latino community, the Hispanic community was relevant, still is. How relevant? We have a Puerto Rican restaurant and a Puerto Rican bakery. Um, it, uh, the, again, the Greek community is still relevant. Um, and unfortunately, because of the closing of the steel mills, uh, which it was huge in Youngstown, Ohio, which is the actual municipality, which we are all around. Uh, we are a small town located on the east side of the Youngstown, Ohio. When the steel mills closed and 20,000 people lost their jobs in the tri-county area of Northeast Ohio, which was, if I'm not mistaken, the second largest steel producing area of the United States, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm close. Um, that was when the town began to go in a different direction and it is a shell of its former self. And anybody who lives in Camel now, if you don't agree with me, 
uh, you try to explain to me why <laughs> or how. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we were actually at one point, we were East Junkstown. Yeah. Um, before, before we became uh, the city of Campbell. And then, yeah. um, yeah, if you want to know to, uh, anything about it, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it called Junkstown. Yeah. Uh, and, and talks all about, you know, steel mills and, and some other things, but, uh, uh, that was pretty interesting. Anyways, that video is always, boy, I haven't seen that video in a while. I'll bet you that has a lot of really good, good stuff in it. Yeah. I've not I, seen I, this video. No, I haven't really paid attention. And, and, and we've already discussed my, I, I don't even like the guy's song, but it was by Youngstown. I'd like to see it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so there's that, but, but yeah, my, my whole thing with this, with this community here is we have gotten so far We've gone so far astray from what it used to be. Um, the, the, and there's so many different reasons. We have a, we, we have a lot of temporary housing now. Uh, there's a lot of people that are not originally from here. There are people that are here, you know, just, just, just for a minute. Like there's no time to establish roots. There's no time to raise their kids here. Then they're off to the next a lot of that, um, unfortunately, a ton of that, to where people are starting to rent their homes out to these people while they move, right, to some of the neighboring cities and townships, and and we're getting these fly-by-night people that are living here now. And it destroys your community because, again, you're getting people that are temporary residents. They don't, they don't have the same care that we no. do. And it's it's become a a just a, a, a full-on cancer within the city. Um, there's not a street you can't go down without three or four of these homes, uh, if not more. And it's not about not being willing to help people or, or programs or anything like that. It's just that it, it, is, it is one of those deals where it, it just sets you up for failure in the end and was called out many years ago by city officials, but unfortunately it is what it is. Again, when you see this kind of thing and it's, and it's happening within your community, how it's going to affect everybody, those who are who don't even have anything else in common, just the mere fact that you live in this area, should have gotten together. They tried, and within time, it just all fell apart. Everybody moved, and we lost our we lost our what our strength, I guess, would it be. Well, I hate to I hate to say that being said, right? Because that's definitely not the phrase you want to use right now. But I think, in a nutshell, saying this. When you talk about community and you talk about everything we talked about from the beginning of the show up until we went off the cuff here and talked about our community, um, there's so much more that goes into it, right? The problem that we have is it's not that we don't see a group of people trying. The problem is that I don't believe that the group that is trying has come to the reality that we are facing. They don't want to believe that... Um, it's a huge uphill battle because the community is not together. The community is not because parts of the community start to come together and then they go in different directions. They pack up and go this way and they pack up and go that way. And until you get a community like the one we grew up in, where everybody puts their feet in the ground and says, this is our stronghold. This is where we're at. This is where we are. This is who we are. This is where we're from. You know, like we did for for decades and decades and decades, um, where that's all you knew was Camel. 
Um, until that happens, I don't know that that sense of pride comes back to this particular community. So basically, when it comes to the school system, I think that as a community, they are trying, but I don't know that they understand um, that it's an uphill battle when a 30-year kids to a fourth-year kids to or 30-year kids to two-thirds, not two-thirds, but uh, probably a third of your kids go to live in your community, but go to other schools and other communities with open enrollment. Um, that's, that's a huge problem. And, and I understand there's so many programs that are being implemented academically. Um, I understand that I'll be, you know, to, because I have two kids that go to the school system. I understand that they have, you know, a beautiful school system. Uh, when you talk about, you know, the appearance. And I understand that there are so many people involved in the school system uh, from educators, you know, standpoints that are fantastic at what they do and truly have a love and a pride for what they do. But there's, there's like Joe, like you just talked about, about these kids don't know who they are. They don't really know. They don't know who they are because they don't know where they were. They don't know their past. They don't know what this community was because they're not really from this community. A good amount of these kids just got here. And so they're like, we're just in another city at another school. And again, they not, may not even graduate from here. No. And, and so that is a huge problem. And I never hear that brought up. Uh, if you're, uh, folks, if you're listening to this and you have a community with the same problem, we'd love to hear about it. Because that, that is a huge problem. If you have a, what we call them transients, people who just go from one place to another, we have a huge mass of transients that go in and out of the city. And, and if you don't have that, you know, stronghold where people plant, you know, the flag right there and say, this is where I'm staying. It's impossible to build community and build relationships. And so it starts right there. It starts with the parents, like I said, teaching strong social and personal interaction. But that's kind of hard to do when your kid's only there for two years and then you're gone. Or you're, you stay in the community, but your kid goes to the neighboring school system. I don't know how, how that is ever going to be uh, a situation that is going to be a positive. So to me, that is a huge problem in Camel, Ohio. And again, I'm I'm not screaming and yelling at anybody. I'm simply saying that I feel like that's a big problem. And I want to talk to anybody about that when it comes to what can we do about this? What can we do about people wanting to stay? People wanting to be in Camel, Ohio. People wanting to come back to Camel, Ohio. Is that ever talked about? That's what I want to know. Is that ever talked about? Um... I don't know. Just some ideas. I mean, someone's got to say it. So why not be me or Joe? And that's all I got to say about that today when it comes to community. Yeah, I think I've said my piece. I think I've said my piece as well. I, I don't know. Until we have something more to offer um, here uh, when it comes to like business and, and financial, uh, um, any sort of financial gains for people to come back. Uh, it, I think this is just sort of going to be run of the mill type thing. Um, it is what it is. Oh, well. What can you do, right? Nothing. I mean, nothing. apparently nothing. So, <laughs> Well, I, again, you can, try, you can try to be part of the solution knowing that you're just going to face a problem. 
Uh, we've seen that recently. Stop there. <laughs> and I'm not even going to cut this. No, no, I'm not even going to go any further with that. It's okay. Uh, I'll know that I am. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I just want to say this. Listen, I'm I'm on, I'm on the Hall of Fame committee in, in our community. Uh, all we talk about is remember when. Yeah, that's always part of our that's always part of our meetings. But exactly, and that's that, that's my bigger problem. And, and so, yeah, there's some things though that do need. They are better left unsaid. Uh, those who are from the immediate area probably have an idea of where I was even going with all that, but that's okay. But all right, well, let's just carry on into our outro. What do you think? Oh yeah, let's get out of here. Not <laughs> all right. You're gone. Before we find ourselves in trouble. Well, yeah, whatever. Until next week, I yeah. remind all of you. Be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, then leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. Finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Hey, how about that? Four weeks, four weeks, and I did it without a hitch. What do you think? Oh, you're not reading off a piece of paper? No, no. Uh, Straight off the cuff. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that is great. And also, hey, listen, we were just being transparent about what bothers us in our community. And we still live there. I, I live there and Lansing, Michigan. I'm all over the place. We're loud. Well, you know, yeah. We're not. So, so and I, I don't know, you know, as far as making somebody mad. Oh, I can hear it already. Oh, oh you're going to move? Good. We don't want you. That, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the, okay, that's fine. I'm going to go fight some new ones. Oh, well, still, still love, still oh, love. I love. Be the best you, everybody. Still love Camel, Ohio. I really do. Just don't love where it's going.